From whence have you cometh? Uh, from my house. From mine houseth. Yeah. From thine abode. You were late. <laughs> you were really late. Okay. I'm putting you on blast right uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> Started really late. Uh, no, it's all good. Yeah. I've, I've been late so many times in my I know. life. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's a chronic. Like you're worse than me. It's and one of those hard. family curses, I think. I think so. We need to break that. Well, Ben's the worst. I'm the worst? Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, you're just the worst in general. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. No, but like when we're having family gatherings and we're like, it's like six o'clock. It started at four. And we're like, where's Ben? Yeah. And you show up at like an hour before it ends. Yeah. You're like, hey, guy. Yeah. Well, sometimes like, I don't know for sure. Like, oh, am I going to be able to make it? I don't know. And then I kind of, I don't know. Sometimes I struggle from making a decision. Yeah. Josh, you know? I understand. When you're speaking, when you can speaking, you, you can hold, if you hold the mic like this. This is the more not not like this. You have but to like put it inside your mouth. It. The top of it. <laughs> the top of it just angled he's toward good, your yeah, mouth. Yeah, he's good. He's good. So like this is that's, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. I just I don't like so like good. doing this is kind of like yeah hurts my arm. Not really. Maybe. I'm so, just trying to make less work for our poor editor. <laughs> yeah, for real. That editor. Who is that guy? Uh, That'd I think, be me. <laughs> <laughs> for every hour of footage. For me, with just two people, it's probably about five hours for me to edit. Man, you're slow. Which is not well. Part of it is my computer. My computer's really old. Oh, okay. So what do you? What? It's how old is it? 1999. <laughs> <laughs> like how old is it actually? <laughs> no, I think it's from 2012, 2013. It's a ThinkPad. Yeah, Ooh. I got it. I got it like the year before I went to college. And honestly, it's pretty good. But I mean, for to being I mean, 12 years old, that's really good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's, Cause I got it like upgraded. Yeah. Got oh up. really? Yeah. You got like a new uh, like GPU? You or? can get this same computer for I think like, like 250. A, wow. Very affordable. Wow. And it's really good for the price. But yeah, I guess if I had a bunch of money, I'd probably. You don't? It's it's probably better <laughs> that I don't. <laughs> There's a reason why, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Josh, I'm gonna pull the cord with my foot. <laughs> no. If I remember talking, you just much. graduated. Yep, that's yes, crazy. Sir. We didn't introduce Josh, did oh, we? We didn't. We didn't. I don't. So, yeah, just in guys, case, these from, are my teachers. Were your caretakers, your handlers? Some are not young <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh is our younger brother. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a brother. Yeah. Yeah. Count him. Oh, we consider him a brother. Yes. Our, like a brother. Like a brother. Mm-hmm. Like really like a brother. Yeah. Like Josh, and you are eighteen. Yes. You ju- okay? You just turned eighteen in January. Yes. January, okay. Right January. On. That was my first question. Yeah. Helps. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? What are you? <laughs> when are you? <laughs> Why is Gamora? <laughs> Why is Gamora? I uh, how do I feel? Yeah. Feel old. Do you? Yeah. Well, like looking back, because I remember being, you know, twelve, thirteen, thinking about eighteen, and being like. 
I'll probably die before 18. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like for you? Like, what did you expect? And when I was 18, I expected to like be making more money than I am right now. No, I know. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I was like 12, I thought that, man, you all are okay. I remember seeing you specifically. Yeah. And you were like talking about money or something like how it's so hard. And I was like, you're stupid. <laughs> this guy's retarded. <laughs> You're stupid. Well, my thought was basically you need like a dollar a day to live off of. That's really what you thought? Well, my thought was like, you know, if you buy one of those big cans of like food, it's like five bucks and that could feed you for at least like three days. <laughs> yeah. So my vision was literally me just eating out of the can. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought I have a lot more money. Um, Mainly because I had already saved up a certain amount, and I just figured out oh, as you get older, it increases. Yeah. yeah I was kind of, it was, like, dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, one of those things kids think. Yeah. I also thought I could, like, I thought I'd be a great driver when I was 12 and all that, so. That but, was wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, I thought I'd, like, never mind. Anyway. Well, like, um, you thought you'd be a good driver at 12. Yeah. I mean, I see. Yeah. 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 Well, what's nuts to me is they say that, you know, the brain doesn't finish developing until, like, 29 <laughs> no no 25 i, I feel like some mom saying. said that and everyone just started accepting it supposedly there's science behind it but it's like you're not developed yet you know what yeah, i mean yeah like i think it's true though it I, probably is true i think out. and especially for me i feel kind of like a late bloomer in a lot of ways but um the cool thing is is like some people never deal with problems in their life they just run away that's kind of you have the two camps right the people who take responsibility and people just escapism, you know, mm-hmm. and that takes many forms. You know? Yeah. Like the people who uh, pretend to be cats and stuff, you know, with the yeah. litter boxes. Or like people <laughs> who like, like pretend they're in like, like an adventure, like, you know, like role play. <laughs> I was gonna say, I thought that was gonna be the first thing you'd bring up. Games, like like the weirdos who play tabletop games. <laughs> oh. No, no. Not at all. I mean, there's places. Ben's like, for there's fun. two camps of people. There's winners and losers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly, clearly. No, I, I know what you mean. There's you definitely. Know I, mean? I know a lot of adult babies. Yeah. Um. Man, child. Yeah. You know. Woman, child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, there's both. Yeah. So what has been something, what has been an area where you are wanting to see more growth in your life for you, Josh? Like the areas I have grown or areas I want to grow in? Maybe both. What's a, maybe take one from each. Like what's an area where you've seen a lot of improvement for yourself and what's an area where? I think I'll do three. Okay. Just, you know, just to make a nice even number because there's some areas, there's one area in particular I feel like I have grown a lot, but I would like to grow a lot more mm-hmm. just because the starting floor was, you know, pretty bad. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm pretty flaky. Oh, yeah. Um, Same. In general. And I'm just like... We also think you're flaky. <laughs> <laughs> like a croissant. Uh, <laughs> no, buttery. <laughs> and like I'll often just don't feel like doing something so I just won't do it. Yeah. Okay, I have, a, I have kind of yep. a funny story. <laughs> okay. So I was do really... Do you have a funny story, Josh, or do I have a funny yeah, story? Yeah, shut up. No. <laughs> I was wanting to do D&D, right? Okay. And I thought it'd be really fun to do D&D and nobody... I didn't know anyone in my school who wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like... <clears throat> this was last year, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember this. 
And so I decided to do an online one. Uh, so I put out like a little thing on this website, uh, as Discord. What website? Discord. Oh, Discord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you do dot <laughs> Uh, so for those of you who don't know, D&D is Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't know you did it on Discord. Yeah. Anyway. Um, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off there, but yeah. so I like, <laughs> so I, I gathered them all. There was like four or five of them. I told them and then. I was a dungeon master and I started oh making it and I just, I was like, this is kind of hard. <laughs> just, I just ghosted all oh of them. <laughs> Bro. Josh, wow. I told them like to like message me and we'd meet next, next Sunday. <sighs> you ghosted and all I just, of them? I just didn't. Oh my god! I mean, it's not like I didn't I like charge them or anything or Josh, made them make you anything. you committed high treason in the, like the D and D community the dungeon master who does that is like excommunicated. <laughs> well, like it's not like I made them like do any work and then just left them. I just like introduced them to the idea. Well, Josh, you did though because when you come into a game, everyone has a bunch of prep work. Like not a bunch, but like everyone has to like make their own like yeah. character or whatever. And that's like anywhere from half hour to depending well, yeah, on how in depth people go, like multiple hours. So I don't think it was like horrible. Like I don't think I wasted too much of their lives. We feel kind of bad, <laughs> Josh. Like, any of them send you, like, angry nope. messages? That's true. We're talking Discord. They probably weren't very confrontational. Yeah. I I used to play, um, what's it called? Like, Star Wars. Star Wars Valorant or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I got into, like... You used to? Yeah, I used to. I thought... Was that recent? Uh, it was no, probably, that like, was a... Like, a like, like, half a year ago. It was, like, yeah, it was, like, okay. during the fall. So, when I played with you, like, that wasn't... You weren't into it then? Uh, I probably was. Okay. Yeah. I remember, like, doing an internship with you when I came over here. <laughs> it wasn't an internship. It was, like, a job shadow. Remember? Okay. Mm, yes, I do remember. Yeah. yeah. Later, I found out I wasn't allowed to use family members, but they, they passed it through. Oh, okay. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so I did that, and we just finished, like, at, like, one, and I was supposed to do it till like, four. Um, I don't think it was not, it was really easy. Um, we also like ate lunch for two hours. Anyway, yeah. um, then we played Star Wars Battlefront and yeah. Ben like creamed me as like, <laughs> wipe the floor. As Yoda or something? No, he was like Darth Maul or something. <laughs> One of the broken characters. It's kind of funny because like when you're a kid, like games present so much opportunity for excitement, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you can get lost in that well, world. It's you an know? exploration. Well, you can now, you, you can know? still do it. Well, the thing is, is like the older you get, the more you realize, like they don't hold the same feelings anymore. <coughs> After a while, you just like you're like, I can't be doing this. Well, if you naturally, as you naturally mature, they don't hold the same weight. Probably, uh, unless there are some people like even just people who hold on to nostalgia. You know, like oh, I used to play that game all the time, and like you still have that love for it. But then when you, yeah, people who have like. Unnecessary. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say like you, they they come back to it later, like oh, this does not hold up. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Hmm. Something I'm really grateful for though is like everyone's had a, like a different childhood experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like because we like we didn't grow up with. I would probably make the argument we didn't grow up with lots of video games. So we had opportunities no, to play. I mean, we had like timers every day. 
Oh yeah, I had like thirty half, minutes like every day. Hour. That was it. Yeah, I had thirty minutes a day. Yeah. Mini clip. Well, yeah. and and before even mini clip, Josh, when we were your age, we just had like it was like Scholastic educational you games. Had GameCube, right? No, we had GameCube much later. That was when you were around. Um, but we just had like those very basic like point and click games, uh, like I Spy. Put put. Oh, Those we had online. we we had Pajama Sam. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh like my gosh. Those of. were. So you guys didn't have like like the sixty four or anything like that. No. Okay. We weren't allowed to have consoles. No. What changed? Ah, uh, good question. I think they just kind of like. I think parents just like the oldest child. They're always like the strictest, right? With the oldest child, which. Uh, Part of me kind of wishes they had that same mentality all through. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't but maintain that. You're, I don't you know. Get so, I, I, me personally, I would get so tired after like the second. Me kid. personally uh, would not take that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it makes for. I feel like you got to start relaxed. I don't know. And then just hold that. You I guess I mean? we'll find out once we're parents. Yeah. yeah. It, that's the more that yeah. That's more the attitude <laughs> I start to have toward like dealing with that is being like. I don't really think I'll know until I just am there. Yeah. You used to be quite opinionated about parenting. Well, first I had to get an opinion. I think the main thing was being okay with pressing my opinions and just having them in general. She should still have time. We have six minutes left. And I think the thing about like... They say, like, in the science world, like, um, I forget who it was, but it's basically talking about, like, how the universe is constantly expanding, right? You guys yeah. are familiar with that? And, yeah. and the the thing that they said is the more we know, the more we realize we don't know. Have you guys ever heard that? Mm-hmm. In yeah. regards to space? In regards well, to just everything. everything. It works, so it's, like, it's this interesting concept where... it. I, I mean, ultimately, it points to God, you know, but, like, to <laughs> say that... How? How in what way? Well, the difference between like a novice and a master is <clears throat> a novice doesn't know how much he doesn't know. You know? Yeah. yeah. There's like a chart. Which have we'll, you heard we'll of the, put the chart up? Have you heard of the Dunning Kruger effect? I have yes. <clears throat> you know the Dunning Kruger effect, Josh? Yeah, you only mention it like every other day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't explain it. Explain I it. I don't mention it every. You other definitely day. you definitely like to say. Josh, it. I never mention the. Josh likes to pretend that I'm like the educated college guy who came home and like for the next few years was constantly spewing stuff. You did, and it was more like it was more like no, it was more like whenever like a relevant situation came up, I'd be like, oh yeah, you guys like oh man, video games sound really hard to make, and I'm like. Oh yeah, there's a lot of programming stuff that goes in it, and Josh is like, "Oh, throwing around big words like no. programming." <laughs> no, no, like, no. If you like, Gabe learned the like, term. Josh had a bone to pick with me, like as soon as I came back, because he's like, "Oh no, a dominant male has come home. Okay. I feel Here threatened." Yeah. Okay. Anyway, no, but Gabe, but Gabe would. Gabe was, was like very when he learned the term gaslighting. He like used that word like. Three or four times a day, okay, every true. day for that's a week. <laughs> I Are you gaslighting like me? Are you totally in gaslight right now? <laughs> I did love using that word. That was a fun one. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> but, you? But yeah, the Dunning Kruger effect. It's like the basically the more incompetent someone is, they actually become more confident in their ability. Like it, not more incompetent. Yeah, it's more like they have a very basic understanding of something and then they make they think that oh like i i know everything yeah um all that in a bag of chips Mm -hmm. and then they actually go around telling more qualified people that they know better 
I will, it is interesting. That is helpful um, for certain... It's helpful in a, in a way. Like when you know just enough. If you're aware that you don't know, but you sort of project that, it can really um, allow... It inspires confidence, especially if you're still trying to learn and get better. Mm-hmm. But you can't always let everyone know that you don't know. And that... Because that's just your way to get the foot in the door, you know? Well, there's an interesting balance between instilling confidence in people. But I also think that in leadership, it's very important to be transparent and vulnerable because some people think that to be, well, some people think that to be a strong leader, you have to like always have a front of strength. And I disagree. I think that true strength um, lies in First of all, caring for others, truly caring for others, doing yeah. the right thing. Um, I mean, really, it boils down to doing the right thing. Honestly, that's what Definitely. that's a good leadership. Definitely. looks like. Well, Ben, know? what does that look like, though? Doing the like, right thing. Think like concrete examples. Like it means putting others first. Yeah. It means making decisions that are sacrificial. Sacrificial. Well, sacrificial of what? First uh, of all, yourself, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, yeah, Pe- people, people think that, oh, leadership is a lot of benefits, you know, cause they see leaders and they're like, oh, they get all these extra things. And what that's you don't true see for is, some people. Well, what you don't see is all the responsibility. You know, the reason why, um, you know, the lions, right. eat first and not that we're animals, but that the lions eat first is cause they're also the ones that are going to charge out ahead and face the most danger. You mean the males? Right. The big male lines. Yeah, the big, yeah. Yeah, the big What we're saying is males are we, dominant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toxic cat. <laughs> Toxic cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Take the red yeah. pill. <laughs> and are you red pilled? <laughs> I invented the red pill. <laughs> no, no, no. So there's also the opposite uh, of the, like the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is, I think something that was more, uh, it actually goes farther back. Oh, the, the Kruger-Dunning effect. Yeah. <laughs> the Rick Nung-Ning effect. No, it, uh... Back message. <laughs> what? Yeah, just, just play that backwards. It's, it's Dunning-Kruger said yeah, perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, editor, play it backwards. <laughs> what are you talking about, though? No, but it's it's this idea of, like, no matter your accomplishments, it's, it's common in high achievers. And they struggle to internalize their accomplishments and like just perfectionism own them. Well, like they don't see themselves as having done it really. They attribute it more to like circumstance or luck and that kind of like, it's like an imposter syndrome. Well, yeah. And I would argue that it is somewhat true. I mean, like if you think that, what do you mean somewhat true? Well, if you think for one second that you have not been, helped by others or even given what you've what you have like you're mistaken you know some people think it's all you know it's all me pull pull myself up on my right, it's a balance well you just you underestimate the value of community yeah. and um a lot right. of things I but say- you don't want to go on either end of the confidence to competence spectrum right i watched a video um by i think mark rober and he was talking about uh how much success is related to luck um, and the, the idea is that there's ability accounts for about like 90% or whatever, 80%, but luck is for another, the last 20%. But the thing is 
it's first dependent upon your success is first dependent on the ability that you don't think it's luck. Does that make sense? So even though it is by just treating it as something where I can do this regardless of the circumstances, even if not, now you necessarily can't that allows you to be bolstered by the circumstances. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're already shortchanging yourself. Totally. You're shooting below the bar of where you, yeah. and I've heard someone else call it, um, you know, it's Providence. Like there's another podcast, which I'll link, um, called the Renaissance of men. They talk about how, it's like you can do everything on a ship to prepare the ship. Yeah. You can be well-trained. The ship can be in good condition, but you need the wind. And that's, that represents providence or some might say luck, mm-hmm. you know, cause at any moment that wind could come, but if you're not ready, if the boat isn't ready, what happens? Instantly. Capsize. It capsizes because the wind overwhelms the boat. And you know? even if you already you might still fall over, but you're, prepared yeah totally do everything you can you've done everything you can which boils down to a lot of work well, and really. when you think about su- uh, success or even just like career or whatever whatever you're trying to achieve you may have one time or multiple times where it doesn't work out luck isn't on your side but if you keep trying you got a lot you're increasing your odds every time like because like if you, it's like yeah. if you roll the dice a thousand times. You're- it, yeah, it's that old adage that like the people who are best at something are the ones who have failed the most. Totally. Well, and and the thing is, is like you don't learn anything in, in success. I mean, I mean, kind of do you not as, but not nothing compared to failure. Like people underestimate the value of grit, but then not just failing, but learning from your mistakes. You know <sighs> what I mean? You're not seeking to fail, but no. you're you're looking at what you can you're do better. always continuing. Yeah, you know. And yeah. sometimes you can almost not seek to fail, but you do things with a complete knowledge that you're going to fail. Even like you know, like this is not going to work, but it's what That's you're getting not, out of it. No, because then you like. See, I don't know if I agree with you guys completely on that because it's like there have been plenty of times in a project where we've gone into it knowing that something is wrong. And we try to like adapt to it to make it work out. Give me, well, that's give me a little different. Well, hold on. That's me, a little different. Give me an example, exactly. Gabe, of what you're so talking about. So one time uh, at a previous company I worked at, uh, <laughs> basically, it's no, it's no surprise that in construction sometimes things go awry. Things go awry. <laughs> <laughs> things go awry. Um, and. We were, I was part of a team, an installing team, and we were putting in, uh, windows and we, no, it was like <laughs> glass windows and walls. And so, uh, and we, we didn't realize until we were kind of partway in, oh shoot, like this window is supposed to be like this tall. And instead it's like too tall, you know, like literally we were trying to squeeze it in and it was like. Instead of being like half an inch of space on like top and bottom, it was like perfectly the size of the opening. And mm. so that means that not only is it having to squeeze in, but like also that the, the studs kind of like putting a little pressure on it. And so like what you can do in that situation, break, right? well, it depends. Like it, there wasn't a, it wasn't a load bearing wall necessarily, but like what can happen sometimes is you can get uh, like, Malfunctions with the opening and closing. Exactly. Like it'll just be tight to open and shut. 
or, or the caulking doesn't really quite get in the crack enough and there's a bit of a leak of air because air can get through anything. Um, and there's, there's different ways you can handle it. One of them, the best way, in my opinion, is to reframe by taking that stud out, the one that it would sit on, and then cutting the, uh, I, don't, I forget what we'd call them. They, no, they cut jacks. Jack studs? Yeah, are they the ones where, like... <laughs> So like, there's like the sill plate, yeah, right that the window sits on. Yeah, then you have your jack studs next to it, and the king studs outside. Usually. Yeah, yeah. So and then the queen ideally studs. you would <laughs> there's misogyny everywhere, Josh. <laughs> yeah, ideally you would cut the jack studs down to the right size and then put it back on. Cut the well, drywall. you have to keep those there though because of the header. Usually that supports the header. The on bottom, you mean, or on top? So the way that it works is like I'll put a picture, but like. <clears throat> the king says sit on the very outside and that's what right they're going through the whole house they go all the way from yeah. the top plate to the bottom well, I'm, I'm not even talking about the jacks doesn't necessarily i'm talking about the ones that are cut short and then have the sill uh oh, two by the four ones on top. that support the sill i don't know what those are called uh, but, i forget too but you cut them shorter but anyway yeah. so long story short or you can do it the way we did at that time which was we were in a hurry because we had kind of like filled up our schedule and so instead of doing that, we were like, okay, let's just put this in, squeeze it in, and we'll just get it in and it'll be fine. And that's fine. You know, like there are times when it calls for that, but like going into it like that, you don't really learn anything. It's more like you're angry at the situation. And it's like, the, yeah, think, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're doing something that, that could be better, but you're choosing not to do it the right way at the time, you know? Well, well, yeah. Now there's the optimal way. Go ahead, Josh. And I think there's two <clears throat> little thoughts to that. First of all, priorities, right? You got to decide you can't always do it perfect. If you do, right. uh, perfect is the enemy of good, right? <clears throat> you know, so it's, you can't, if that means, oh, he either gets this in or doesn't get a window, he might, he very well could just say, I just want this to be done. Um, second of all, I think that is more something where, an unexpected thing came up and so you're not really going into that with the mindset of oh it's gonna fail it's more you went in an unexpected problem arose and you didn't really have the time necessary to deal with it um when i was talking about it's more something like oh you think about working out right you train to failure you do it until you can't you sometimes might put on more weight than you know you can lift um, for the certain amount of sets or certain amount of reps, um, because you know, you want to push yourself and, and right. you know that no matter how hard it's not going to be able to complete the set, but you're going to get stronger. Right. You, you go to failure or you, right. or you even like roughing out, um, like a, like a first draft, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes. That's true. Too. Yeah. We, in English, in college, they called it a crap draft. Our uh, professor called it. She said, just write a crap, write a crap draft. That's just, just get it out there. You know, you're, you're kind of basically like, uh, like getting your thoughts moving and that's yeah. the more important thing. I think I would also compare it to like, um, I know I got the air on, but, um, I think I'd also compare it to like an athlete who's like trying a new sport yeah. for the first time. Like they're going to do their best to make the <clears throat> movements but like the movements don't come natural until there there's repetition, you know, like same with like music, you know, guitar, like when you're first learning guitar, I was talking to someone, you don't have any calluses or anything. Like you have to 
memorize all these shapes and stuff and it just it's terrible right you gotta hurts you gotta kind of and you may start something like that like oh i'm gonna learn guitar knowing you're not gonna ever become amazing at it but you just want to learn a new skill right yeah well you have to you have to understand that first of all no one is good right from the get-go mm-hmm. or they they exist but they're very few and far between and that it's the journey you know yeah. it's the journey that's you can't get caught up in the end result. You have to be content with the journey. And I think when you're thinking about doing something uh, and, and you're planning, if you're thinking about it with the end result as your driving factor, a lot of times it's not going to work out, especially if it's something you've never done before or like a really big commitment. Um especially if it's like a really big commitment, like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym and get and lose 50 pounds. That can work sometimes. But a lot of times you just think, Oh, I want to learn this thing. Cause I want to experience and the process of learning. Oh yeah, that's true. That's you're going to have a lot more success. Like I think about it at, in running when I thought about, Oh, I want to lose this much time. It helps sometimes, but a lot of times just, th- just starting to enjoy running or just starting to, enjoy learning how to learning anything really like that's mm. especially in, in school too if i just enjoyed math that's what made me do math mm. not thinking oh i'm gonna be so so smart engineer or whatever i just think that can i mean i think there's a place for ha- having the keeping the end result in mind just, just, i have the prize yeah, totally. like if you have if you have that love for getting better at something and yeah. that like in that moment that is the goal the goal is to be there yeah then you all of a sudden like you're microdosing your dopamine well it changes your perspective mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i feel about the podcast this podcast honestly is like i just enjoy doing it yeah you know what i mean like you're not doing it to like become famous no not at all it's it's more just like it's a really fun time yeah that we you know get to hang out with people while we're here, Gibbs, like, like and subscribe. <laughs> it's about the grind. Yeah. <laughs> and no, that's the thing. I, that's I, the thing about the grind. Like, sorry, what? I didn't mean to cut you off, but well, I did mean to cut you off. Um, <laughs> but everyone's talking about like the grind. Like, that's why. Who wants to grind? You know what I mean? For real. Some people like that's that's, that's their identity. <laughs> yeah, they're just like I will grind because I am hardcore. <laughs> you is, know, this is who's yeah exactly. They want to be hardcore, and they're like disappear for 10 years and come back and, and nobody will recognize you. They put up videos on YouTube of like Patrick Bateman being exactly. like a, a Sigma like male. Psych- psycho killers. They're like yeah. Sigma grandson. Yeah, like, yeah. What's that? I don't know what the movie is, but it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's like this crazy reporter who's like depriving himself of sleep and stuff and like to track down this. Like, oh, stand the grind. <laughs> it's, it's just like these horrible people, yeah. and they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's young people who are searching for meaning. they're searching for meaning, they're searching for strength, they're searching for something, you know. Well, I I honestly have that problem a little because like I I've kind of over time, I think especially during school, geared myself into this like future mentality where it's like. Oh, I'm going to be this. Or I'm going on your to... one-year plan, your two-year, your five-year, all that, right? Five-year, what do you mean? Well, like, it's like the guidance counselor thing. Like, what's oh, your five-year yeah. plan? What's what your... do you want to be five years yeah, from now? Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is, it's like, and I think, like, 
that has its place planning, you know, like if you're doing something tangible, but like a lot of the times people don't really know exactly what they're going to do or they, they don't, they know what they want to be, but they don't know how to get there. Right. Mm. And I think the problem is when people like put ideas into their own minds or other people's minds of like what they should be, but not how to get there. Well, they treat success in life as way more tangible than it is. They treat everything like it's finances, like in finances, if you're planning and budgeting, then of course you can set a goal and then make that goal happen. Right. Yeah. But. And and so for me, it's like, like I, I would be like, Oh, I'm going to be really good at this. I'm going to be really good at this. But it's like, well, why? Like, what is that going to achieve? What are you going to do with that? Well, it's looking for your satisfaction in something that can actually truly, performance. It, it will never give performance you performance face. Yeah. Um. What's his name? The guy who plays Dwight Schrute. What's his name? Uh, Rain Wilson. Rain, yep. Yeah, Rain Wilson. He has a great. Um. I haven't really seen the full thing, but he talked about how when he moved to New York to do acting. Oh, is that the one? Sorry, go ahead. Well, and he he moved to New York to do acting. He got a job on working on the office. He was working with creative talents. He was fulfilling his dream basically and he said even in the midst of that he said i wasn't happy you know what i mean he said i said it didn't it didn't provide the fulfillment that i thought it would mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was it was a deception so he said it caused him to go back to the very foundation of his life and say what am i missing because i thought that this is where i wanted to go but and i'm here yeah. and it's not what i thought it was and i think that's very climbing. often the case you know, you know, what's that can always keep going higher or whatever. Well, that's the thing. All it is, is it's always just moving the bar up and it's, you think it's going to satisfy you. It won't. So was there any ending to that? Well, basically he, <clears throat> he, he talked about his journey with God and I haven't heard his full testimony. I should look it up, but, um, that's, that's truly what we're meant for. You know, it, it it's universal. And People always say, oh, yeah, the rich people are always the ones who say, you know, money doesn't buy happiness, <laughs> you know, and but it is true, you know, and we, we underestimate. Um, yeah, it's funny that they say that, like, oh, the rich people say that. Well, I mean, it's kind of because they're the only ones who have money. Lots of money. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. no, of course, you think money buys happiness if you're poor, because you I was going to say, it. you yeah. could almost, yeah, you could almost believe the poor people more because they're like, oh, you're just saying that because you don't have money. But if you actually had it, you'd be talking different. Totally. Totally. I mean, think of King Solomon. Yeah. You know, the richest man in like literally richer than anyone, even by today's standards, mm-hmm. almost like so much wealth, so much fame. And what did he say? It all is vanity. Yeah, it's all vanity. It's yeah. all the rough translation is meaningless, but really it's more like vapor. Like vapor. Yeah, exactly. It's like du- it's dust in the wind, you know? <laughs> well, not necessarily as morbid, ashes but. To ashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the cool thing is, God puts that in our hearts to understand that, that like these things are vanity in order to give us a thirst for angle Pete. <laughs> right on. Right on. To give us a thirst for the things that will bear through eternity, you know, the things that will pass into eternity. That's living by faith. We wouldn't have to have any faith to believe like You're get provision a if we had tons of money, you know, it takes zero faith to believe in provision. If you have lots of money. 
thing is it's like even just about the quantity because there are poor people who don't spend their money well and there are rich people who do so it's not saying oh like if you're poor then like that means that you're doing it right because you're not amassing wealth greedily it's like no it's it's about why you're doing it like think of like someone i'm trying to think of a good example like Nowadays, all the big billionaires and millionaires have like, what's it called? Philanthropists, uh, like side projects, you know, like charities, charities are donating and stuff. And I'm sure to some extent, some of them feel fulfilled by that. But like hoarding wealth and just keeping it for the sake of having wealth is that is the sin that I think they talk about in uh, Ecclesiastes where it says like the man who like toils and toils for wealth just to hoard it for himself. He doesn't even get to enjoy the fruit of his labor. Like that is an evil. Well, there's also places though where it talks about um, Jesus talks about the deceitfulness of riches. And what it does is it draws men away from the truth. You know, it basically the cares and concerns of this world like the thorns, right? That come up and make the seeds. And people who were on a track to maybe reap in part of the harvest that the Lord has from their own soul, number one, but also to the treasures of eternity. He says, don't labor for the things which are going to pass away. Labor for the things that will be eternity. But some men get drawn away. They get drawn away and the cares and concerns of the world choke out seed you know how do you tell the difference between the cares of the world and the cares of heaven it's a good question I say you gotta I say read the word it tells it tells these things it says seek the things above where where Christ is seated you know I was just thinking about this yesterday seek the things above we 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 think that okay seek the treasure here because we see that what did he say? You know, he said, seek that which is above. I, I think, True riches. You know? I, I think maybe it's good to clarify. <laughs> There's a literal and figurative way to interpret it. But like when people say treasures in heaven, they think, oh, so it's not physical. But the thing is, there's plenty of, I think, redeeming and good things that people do on earth that are physical. Like, for example, you could talk about like someone who runs like a food kitchen or something. That's physical, you know, yeah. and that takes money to run, you know, or you could think of like, I think, I think it was our pastor who talked about this uh, like a month or so back. They said they were feeling a great sense of gratitude toward home builders or like flippers, people who buy properties and renovate them, and store them because there's something about taking what is old and broken and like restoring it so that way it can be good again and it can be used. It's like, it's, I mean, yeah, it's for profit, but like, it's also kind of lifting up community, giving people better conditions. So how much more people? Right. Yeah. And it goes for people too. Yeah. Well, and that's the unseen because while people may, people manifest what's on the inside. So in the same way, 
if we those people will pass in into eternity. The houses won't. Right? Houses fall down and crumble. Maybe. I mean, yeah, houses fall down and crumble. Right. Here's the thing is it's like I mean, when heaven comes to earth, when Jesus comes and establishes his kingdom, there's going to be the thousand year reign. Yeah. Right. But do you think all of the houses will fall down (laughs) or do you think they'll be made new? Well, it says says the old earth will pass away. Yeah. There's a new heaven and new earth established. There's not even marriage. heaven. Like even that is not forever. Mm hmm. So what happens in heaven? People don't get married. I don't think so. I don't think he talks. No, they don't get married, and th- their current wives like it's not going to be the same way because marriage is for the, the purpose of helping us. Help, uh, Will people have children still in heaven? No, I don't think so. And my timer's not synced anymore. Okay. I'm going to fix it at some point. <laughs> well, what, what is it? It's, it's just a table. <clears throat> these, are good, these are good things to think about. I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, oh, Heavenly Works is all intangible. Well, I think I think it's because I mean, think about how people say, oh, if, if you pray for a man, oh, like who is starving and, and naked and say, oh, be well, tell him to be on his way. I haven't given them anything. Well, yeah, but it's not it's not about when you say treasures in heaven. That's not what that means. It's not saying, oh, treasures in heaven mean that you can't deal with the world. You're in. We are in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. It's the the picture that I would say, Gabe, for that would be like similar to when he fed the five thousand. Like not only like he he provided, um, the fish and the bread, and he actually multiplied it right. So he had the provision that was tangible, but the real provision, that was only the the food was only there just to make a way so that they could receive, quote unquote, intangible. But but when you look at how that manifested, you can look at the disciples. Peter, before he followed Jesus, foot, you know, people say foot in his mouth, right? He was, he had a lot of zeal, but he was constantly kind of like, tripping hey, over himself, you know, up on the mountain. He's like, we'll make three houses. We'll stay here. You know, <laughs> did he say that? Yeah. And what did Jesus say? He's, he's like, like, he's like, good thing we got three ten. <laughs> yeah. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You know, because it wasn't part of the real mission. He was doing things according to his own desire. I, not in that. But spot, afterwards, but I was going to say, I think there was a different spot. But afterwards, you know, um, Peter was like one of the, you know, one of the leaders of the, of the new church and what happened to him, you know, he was hung upside down, but like we saw the transformation of him. He was crucified. Upside Just like down. the house was restored. He was restored. He was redeemed through the intangibles, quote unquote, that manifest themselves on the inside. I think the key yeah. is to think about what is the purpose of what you do. Like what do you mean? I'm and talking about I was still on treasures in heaven. Like mm. if why are you doing what you're doing and how do you do it? You know? So if you're flipping houses and selling to people, is that if you like how what what do you do with the money you make? What do you how do you sell them? Are you selling them in a way that is advantageous for you or advantageous for the people you're 
talking to. You know what I mean? Well, it boils down to like, cause Paul was a tent maker, you know, like he, like he did. Paul was a tent maker? He was a tent maker. Yeah. And he, and he even says, I could have plenty of apostles receive their money from you guys and stay with you guys. And am I not right to do that too? Like I could still do that because I give you some of the benefits of my teaching, but I choose to do this so I can be, um, not beholden to anyone and not so, so no one can say that I took advantage do of it you. for money basically yeah. He, yeah so Paul did everything he could to not take advantage to not seem as though he was taking advantage of people he said he became all things to all people in order to win some people to Christ or that seemed like we jumped well he was bit. just basically saying like he was kind of like, he didn't take money basically for his, what he did for the churches. Like pastors usually are on payroll and rightly so. I mean, they do a lot to support the church and well, they have families, you know. It does talk about that too, though. What's that? The epistles, it does talk about being compensated. Yeah, it says the ox is, is worthy of the grain. Well, yeah, but don't, you, don't muzzle the ox when you turn out the grain. worthy, yeah. but... Is it he? He didn't think it would be helpful. Yeah. Well, he said I would have that no one deprive me of my boasting. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's he's saying that like it's his joy to basically do what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Paul had a lot of a lot of things that he said that were very very dramatic. Like it is better. Like the single life is better. The like apostlehood. Not even for the apostle, for the the Christian life, it mm-hmm. it is truly a more focused life for well, those yeah. who are able, yeah, to bear it or whatever. But, right. And I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of a lot of theologians interpret it as a, a gift, like a spiritual gift, of, yeah, of being single, um, being able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like not everyone is meant for. Not everyone's Teaching. meant to be single. Not everyone's meant to be married. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's the Lord kind of determines based on his gifting, his grace to each person. Yeah, it said it says in Matthew, uh, there are some who will be eunuchs. Yeah, for the sake of the gospel. For the sake of the gospel, yeah. but it is not for everyone. Yeah. And you think about the contrast of that with the Old Testament where it says those who are eunuchs will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You know, that's how radical mm. what Jesus said was. Contradiction, isn't it, Josh? You just contradicted the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's fascinating. Like parts of the Bible that contradict, we contradict well, themselves. The Bible never contradicts itself. I know that's hard to believe, but a lot of people would disagree. Yeah, well, there. I mean, everyone's allowed to be entitled to opinion. I mean, I, I the way you have to approach it for it to make any sense is you, for the Bible to make sense, you have to view it as an errant document that's higher than the human mind and treat it as such. So, if there's a contradiction, then you have to say, "Oh well, it must be me." Well, yeah, and I think I don't know. I've yet to see that the the, the Bible was. You want to know how I see it? Sure. I see it as almost like what you said, Josh, a, a document that is infallible, but not because of the words in it necessarily. 
but because of who inspired it. Yeah. Like he says, we are not perfect as believers. Mm-hmm. We are not perfect in the sense that we never ever sin after becoming believers, but that we are made whole and righteous. We are pure. Established right? in the Lord. Yeah. Right. And that, and it is Jesus that makes us pure. And in the same way, the written text of the Bible as God's gathery word. Like if I rip a page out of my Bible, does that mean that God's word is destroyed? Mm. No, no, it is paper and, this, and that is a book. But what is written there is stands by itself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that is the, I think that is what people forget when they try to break it down. Like they would any book. Oh. I don't understand what you're saying. He's saying so, basically that the like the Bible itself will stand on its own um, because it is inherently true, right? Basically, and you can even well, that's look. What I said right. Yeah. I, I, I'm struggling to understand the distinction, and there may be well, but one. the way you phrased it made it almost sound like, oh, if you ever have any doubts from the Bible, you read from the Bible. It's it's your problem. I it's mean, not the Bible's problem. Yeah. But it's like. It's not, but when you say it that way, it makes it sound like, oh, no one cares about what you think. Well, it's no. Not, it's not that nobody cares. It's just that for it to work, for the Bible to make any sense, you have to assume errancy on your part. Well, the thing is, is like a lot of people, there are a lot of atheists who have read, you know, they're like, oh, I've read the Bible cover to cover. I think we've covered this before, but like yeah. the Bible does not make sense until. Truly, without the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can read the Logos, you can read just the words of the Bible, and you can draw from it, but to have the full understanding... What is it called? Is it the pathos? So, there's the Logos, and then there's the... uh, Pathos, ethos. Rhema. Rhema. Oh, oh, yeah, the the, the Rhema. The Rhema. Rhema, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, there's two... What's Rhema? So, the Logos is just like the words themselves. It's like, but the rhema is like the talks command. about, it's like the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God breathing well, something into. Sorry, can I yeah. sort of interject my yeah, understanding of rhema? The way I understood rhema is it's direct commands of God and how they apply. So when you say logos, that's talking about, oh, the Bible is a history, right? Or the structure it's, of a yeah. sentence, that's the totally. logos. Yeah. But the rhema is do unto others as you would have It's them do kind of like you. the voice of the author, right? Like, think of how when you read a book and you read it on its own for what it is, and you're that's the story, right? But if you read and you analyze it itself, sometimes you can kind of hear the author so, in it. Really? You can hear the, the intense of, yeah. the voice the of the voice author. Of the author. Exactly. Yeah. And that sounds kind of like what that is. Is it's like you hear God read it, or even right? like you think about a, a warning uh, little description that you see on like coffee or something. <laughs> you you read the words and the sentence structure and all that, and you can understand it. But it's the intention is oh, be careful. You know mm-hmm. what I think is really fun is thinking about. Because we talk about contradictions, there was one that some people brought up as like, oh, there, it's a reign of a king, and it's brought up in the Old Testament. I think it's in Chronicles. Are you talking about the one with like, oh, this God, this whole country doesn't even exist, and then they found it? No, it's um, it was where they said, oh, one book of the Bible says that this king, this specific king, 
became king when he was such and such years old. But then in another book, it says the same king was when he was in a different... It was a different king. Different age. No, but what ended up happening was when people who are like experts going to analyze it, it turns out that there's actually multiple explanations that make sense. Mm. Like, and one of them... like these cameras. Right. Like, we have three cameras observing the same event. Obviously, cameras are... it's so fascinating because it's like... It's almost like the more you attack something, when it really holds up, like that's how you know that it's good mm. because it stands on its own. Like uh, in this case, there was there were several explanations. I can't remember all of them, but I remember the strongest one. I think one of the strongest ones was that the actual word itself that was used for age was actually from a manuscript that was very old, and the way that it was, and when it was originally found. It was a character that could have been either one word or it could have been a different word. That was one of the ones. Uh, and so if, and it's cause that they're, they're very similar in appearance. And so okay. in this case, some people think it was a mistranslation of a number. All that to say, I, I want to share a real quick personal story. I mean, I grew up, and you guys will have to share with your experience with it too. I grew up quote unquote reading the Bible. Not really. I had, I read, read some old Testament stories, you know, drew some, but I remember reading the words of Jesus and you might say, Oh, it's cause you were a kid. Could be, could be. But I remember being so confused by the words of Jesus, especially when I read the part about you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. You guys remember that? Oh. Yeah, I remember just being like reading that, and being like, "What the heck is he talking about?" Mm-hmm. Just closing that up, and putting it away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was that ever similar I for remember you guys? Or? Not as much by Jesus. I remember being way more confused by Paul because I, I would read, um, I read the stuff of Jesus, and it always, I don't know, it made a lot of sense to me. It was like, oh, this this makes sense. And then I get to Paul, and I felt like he was saying something that was completely different. Interesting. Um, especially with a lot of the stuff of like the real deep theology and some of the, also I was really confused by a lot of why we didn't follow all the things that the Bible said that were like, I now Mosaic law. Mosaic law. And also things like in like Timothy or whatever, Thessalonians when they were like, Oh yeah, you shouldn't have earrings. You shouldn't braid your hair or something. Mm. And (laughs) I was so confused why we followed some laws and then not others. Me, the weirdest thing was, the Old Testament, because I love reading the Old Testament because a lot of it was history. But I would see characters who I thought at least were sort of meant to be the main character, like the one we're rooting for and meant to emulate. I would see them do very bad things. I see them fail. Or even like, like look at the story of Noah, for example, after they come out of the ark, have their command from God. It's like, oh, okay, so Noah's this great Paragon guy. And then later on, he talks about him getting drunk. Like, like lying naked, honked out in his tent, basically. And then what happens with his three sons and how, like, because the one son saw him naked or whatever, I don't know exactly what the meaning of that, those, like, that translation was, but essentially he was kind of ostracized from the family then because of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never really got... Um, those things, like... As a kid, I never really understood how, uh, why God chose to... It felt like at some points he was just super harsh for, and then he'd be super like 
not as harsh for similar things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or even, or even just like how like the people who him were supposed to be his chosen people were messing up and doing mm-hmm. and, and and sinning. Super rebellious. It's like, well, is this what God is? Are they representing God when they do this? You know? Yeah, like I would, I would see that them messing up and stuff. And like God would forgive them, and then He'd like destroy another nation, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was it was always confusing. Oh, why them, not these other people? Well, what's interesting about God is like, I think it was when Moses. I'm forgetting which story it is. I'll probably pin it in the video. Um, but there was a time when, um, talks about like God's you know slow to wrath, um you know, a God abundant in, in mercy, slow to wrath, you know, but we see like times where he like destroys nations, peoples. And what happens is like, he has such a slow anger, but there is a time when like the measure of their, it talks about like the measure of their sin wasn't filled up. You know? And then there's like a judgment, you know, where God says like, basically enough is enough, you know, and there's a judgment, but even yeah. with like Sodom and Gomorrah, a city where people just full of murder, you know, rape, sex, like just blatant hedonism, unhinged, you know, he still sent a prophet to them. Yeah. And like saying, listen, I'm going to destroy you. And they repented and he forgave them. Well, and you know what I mean? More to me was that, um, he sent a prophet to something more. You're talking about later. I'm talking about, um, uh, Jonah. He sent Jonah. You're talking, You're talking about, about Syria. Nineveh. Sorry, Nineveh. Yeah. Forgive me. Nineveh, yeah, that Simon was Simon Gomorrah. He destroyed. Yeah, yeah that and, yeah. well, and that was the example where uh, was it Lot he sent, but he sent somebody to say if you can find. No, that was Abraham. We didn't send one, anyone. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was Abraham pleading on Lot's behalf. Right, right. That was Abraham pleading on Lot's behalf. Says send. It's like find a hundred righteous. Well, I didn't. I never didn't find a hundred righteous. It says find ten righteous. Ten couldn't find ten righteous people. Find one. I never, couldn't find one righteous. Person. I never got why he spared Lot. Um... He was kind of the worst. What? Yeah. Why is that? What do you mean he's the worst? I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. Well, like I when he's either. like, he's like, oh yeah, I don't hurt these strangers. Just take my daughters. And I was like, I would, I'd read that. And I was like, bruh. Yeah. He was a coward. He was, he was afraid. He, he literally like offered to give his daughters up for rape rather than he was afraid. Strangers. Yeah. And I, or later when like, um, he had sex with his daughters or whatever, and like I never understood why I think those in people that case, weren't punished. His daughters, I think his daughters kind of like intoxicated him. I mean, it's I mean, it's he, still terrible, but he still did it. Yeah, I I just like I struggled with that for sure. Guys, we're coming up on an hour. Perfect. These were really good talks i feel i feel i want to bring it back i want to bring it back to uh josh because we were kind of i was interested in how you've graduated and you've kind of in this stage now where the world is really oyster in a way Like, (laughs) like i mean without not say like you can do anything but like you have a lot of like you have a like you have a lot of freedom and choice ahead of you. That's very important. Yeah. So let's, but let's pause. 
bring it back in and finish off with a short section. Sounds good. How long are these normally? So, so Gabe, you were talking. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back in black. So, but Gabe, you, you had a question about uh, for Josh. Yeah. Yep. As you're entering this very mature adult part of your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to know. Uh, what is ahead for you? Like, what are your plans? What are my plans? What are your goals? What are my goals? Short term. So, right now, I'm working at Perkins. As I, told you. Mm-hmm. I won't be doing that for very much longer, though. I put in my two weeks. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have an internship at Salah Marketing. Yeah, how that's gonna work though with they're offering me. Hmm. Oh, instead of payment. Yeah, because they don't have it in the budget for this year. Hmm. Said if you do it this year, I can probably pay you next summer. Well, I actually have made the budget, but you'll get college credits. Just get it in writing. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And so I gotta call. I gotta talk to Grace, the career path connection. Anyway, but it's kind of frustrating. Regardless, I'm going to Grace College for to get my a degree in marketing and an MBA. And I'm also helping my mom with her soap business. Doing what? Marketing? So I'm marketing, finance, um, everything that's not the actual soap. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to start basically take over that. And between those two things... Going to be on the Grace Cross team, but they have a very composed team. So I need to talk to them. I had something about that. I need to figure out what. Yeah, I'm lifting, running. Thought about. I'm thinking about doing a triathlon. Can you swim pretty well? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. You could go go to the Y or something. Yeah, I'll go to Aquatics, Dennis. Aquatic Center in Elkhart. Also, I guess go to that. That's true. And I think, hmm. I'm thinking about getting, I don't know how expensive lessons are, but there's a Shepherd Swim School right near me. I mean, I would just swim. I mean, I'm not very good at swimming. Watch a video. Anyway. What would the video say? Does that answer your question, Gabe? Uh, yeah. Cool. Very cool, Josh. We're excited for you. We're happy for you. We want yeah. to see you f- flourish. Um, flourish. We know um, just there's a lot, right? A lot ahead. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of you, man. Like you've you've really taken a lot of responsibility for um, just like with your walk with the Lord, you know, and um, just in general. I see you see you doing well man yeah yeah thankfully you know uh, for me i i I had to learn a lot of lessons the hard way because i'm stubborn and i don't i don't hope that for either you guys or anyone really right so and i I don't think that'll be the case for you guys so
Well, we should probably wrap it up because oh, it's been over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking so. for all five minutes. Well, do you have anything you, you want to close with, Gabe? Yes. Let's talk about our favorite games. And just just keep going with that thought, Gabe. Yeah, I really thought that Pajama Sam was an underrated <laughs> classic. <laughs> you guys, you guys, I'm serious. <laughs> ben, thanks for tuning in. Okay. Thanks for the talk, the brothers talk. It's been a good time. Josh, thank you for coming oh, yeah. on. Juicy J. Juicy J. Another one. Let's like not go away, Juicy J. <laughs> yo, yo. Do you want to plug your Instagram? Oh, yeah. Follow me at Ugoso Helmuth. Spell that. J U D O S O H E L M U. It's Spanish. Ugoso, you know what it's Spanish for? What's it Spanish for? Oh, Great content.